All right. Well, welcome to Dude, Two Dudes and Killer Tunes, Episode Three. How we doing today, Neil? Doing well, Cal. Thanks. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to be back in the chairs with you again down here in the basement. And we got our second guest, Paul Kalashevsky. Paul, great to have you here today. Thanks, guys. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. All right. Well, uh, obviously, Paul is my brother, for those of you that don't know out there, and uh, probably the one person I've gone to more concerts with in my life uh, than anyone else. Yeah, well over 75, probably close to 100. Easily. Um, it's, Easily. Been a, it's been a great ride. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, probably pretty close for you, too, Neil. Yeah, I think, well, the three of us have definitely been to a bunch of concerts or concert shows together. Yeah, I'd say probably, fifty plus. At oh, least. easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your number one probably could be Lindsay, maybe your sister. Yeah, You've probably been to a ton yeah. with her as well. So. Definitely. All right, well, Paul, it's awesome having you here. Um, uh, you know, we lived together for a while. You know, back in the day. Yep. Um, and actually, you know, I remember you having the big, you know, about five hundred CDs. You know, down in the basement. Still have it. <laughs> Well, I mean, why would you let it go, right? And, uh, you know, that was actually where the whole two dudes, uh, you know, came to fruition, you know, know, doing the mixtape. We used uh, the full complement of Paul's catalog, so we appreciated that. Um, You know, and it also became kind of the hub, right, for for everyone when we'd go to shows. Yeah, we always met up before there, you know, made sure we had our tickets, of course, because back then you had to make sure and had a few drinks and made our way to the show so yeah usually usually loaded up about two cars yep uh, me and darby were typically the drivers uh and we'd head out there and usually uh kind of ended up back at the same place where we started by the end of the night mm-hmm. um so the one thing uh you know i always like to start out is like for you what is it about live music you know that just keeps you going back after 100 plus shows yeah for me it's uh being in the atmosphere and seeing one of your favorite bands perform live, seeing the songs that you love and, you know, the ones that they love, you know, performing them live and sometimes getting a little different spin on it with some extra guitar or, you know, maybe even a special guest coming out. Um, I think that's one of the main things. Uh, and it's always fun, you know, especially I think when one of your favorite artists covers another one of your favorite artists Mm -hmm. and you get to experience that um we just went to a show last saturday we went and saw luke combs and uh he covered fast car by tracy chapman and it was amazing i mean it's that was like the perfect scenario of what you're talking about so absolutely it's part of that killer tunes right Mm -hmm. um actually you mentioned tracy chapman uh you know for those uh, that don't know paul he has always been a huge fan of uh kind of the female singer you know the the female lead mm-hmm. um and maybe dig into that a little bit like who are some of your favorites uh, when you really think about it yeah i would say my number one is probably sinead o'connor oh, yeah. um you know have all her cds and when she was really getting popular in the early 90s um she just had a beautiful voice and could really knock out some tunes um a little controversial for her time of course but she was amazing one of the uh one of the female singers i would have always liked to have seen live but never got the chance so um a couple other ones i definitely always liked uh, Ten Thousand maniacs with natalie merchant oh, yeah. um tanya donnelly the lead singer of uh, belly uh 
Mozzie Star. Really liked them a lot. Um, what was her name? I forget. Hope Sandoval. That's right. That's right. Yep. And then, you know, nowadays, um, Lainey Wilson, she's a country singer, and she's just huge right now. It wouldn't surprise me if she won a country uh, entertainer of the year this year. She's amazing. So, yeah, there's quite a few bands out there yeah, that are women. What about you, Neil? I mean, thinking back. Well, definitely say Sinead O'Connor, um, what, what Paul touched on. Uh, Cheryl Crow. Love, oh, yeah. love me some Cheryl Crow. Um, Mama Cass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she from was. From the Mamas and the Papas. Mm-hmm, from the mama, Mamas and the Papas. I really, I don't know if you know this, uh, but Mama Cass, she passed away at a young age herself, mm-hmm. along with Jim Morrison mm-hmm. and the rest. And I think I read somewhere that she died while taking a <laughs> while taking a dump <laughs> and eating a ham sandwich at the same time. She choked mm-hmm. on the ham sandwich, and, and that was the end of her. Wow, I, I think I that not could know that. Yeah, that could be an urban myth slash legend. But um, if not, put it in your Googler and uh, <laughs> check maybe, it out. Yeah, ask maybe, Jeeves. Maybe uh, get get the true story. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, you guys mentioned Sinead and Paul, you touched on it. She was, you know, way ahead of her time, you know, and, you know, they actually had a documentary, um, that was out recently called, mm-hmm. uh, nothing compares. I don't know if you got a chance to see I that. did. Yeah. It was really, really good. And, you know, when you, when you look at the things that she was talking about and standing up for, I mean, it's like, she was way out of her time, you know, she would fit in perfectly today. And the one thing that, you know, people don't realize, it was such a short time for her. You mm-hmm. know, it's like she was really, you know, out there for only about two to three years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just kind of, you know, really gave up her stardom for her beliefs, which yeah. you don't see a lot. But the funny thing is, is she's been out there pumping music out ever since. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's been putting out new CDs and albums um, for the last 15, 20 years. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know... I'm really only know most of her older stuff, but the one thing that I remembered from that uh, documentary that kind of rubbed me the wrong way was that out of the whole thing, you never saw her actually sing "Nothing Compares to You" because the Prince Estate did not allow it. Yeah, which was... I always thought that was a little, uh, little weird, but uh, yeah, real you selfish. Know, you know, one of the other ones you mentioned it, uh, Tracy Chapman. Mm-hmm. cover of fast car i've always you know talking about a revolution give me one reason um that was always find a way into my playlist all the time um and you know that's one thing you know i was never a huge music person but you really kind of got me more into it and you always had a very wide range mm-hmm. uh, of of musical taste i'll say and uh i will you know remember that you know we were played soccer we'd go on these tournament road trips and we'd have our boom box in the back mm-hmm. of the of the aerostar minivan who was blue yep and uh you know mom and dad didn't care what we played you know they were like ah oh, that's their generation whatever and we'd be playing nwa you know two live crew you know heavy metal Mm-hmm. You know, Motley Crue, you know, had the album with the pentagram on it. And, but, you know, they just kind of let us do our thing. And that's kind of what, uh, you know, the way I've always, you know, been with my kids, you know, whether it's music, movies, or anything like that. And I think you kind of cut from the same vein that way. Oh, absolutely. Um, which, uh, you know, those were definitely great times. 
um, in that in that minivan, mm-hmm. which is going to lead me to our next one. Do you remember your first show? Yeah, I would have to say my first show um, was probably Lou Reed in 1992, and we loaded up in mom and dad's minivan me you Deho, and mark stackpole yep and we made our way down to um i think it was at the state theater it was the fox fox theater yep, yep. The fox, fox theater. theater and uh you know i remember being at that show and one we were like the youngest guys there <laughs> um but on the way there i remember i'll always remember this you know we, we wanted to stop and get some beer you know, and uh, none of us were of age. Mm-mm. And I think it was Stack was like, you know, I know this place, you know, on the way down to Detroit. And uh, so we pull in there and, you know, Paul being the oldest one looks back and says, I ain't going in. <laughs> so the 16-year-old guy went in, came out, and I think we had like a six-pack for the four of us, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we were loving life. Um, you know, no... No technology, right? Me and you, horrible with directions. Yep. Loaded up in this minivan, trying to find our way to the Fox Theater, and no idea, you know, if we're ever going to make it. Probably, you know, had a trip tick, right? The old yeah. Triple A trip tick. <laughs> That's you know, the only way we would have made it. <laughs> but uh, uh, I do remember that he played his entire album, the new one, Magic and Loss. Yep. Which. You know, we talked about that, Neil, with Neil Young last uh, episode where he played a whole thing. And, you know, you kind of muscle through it, but the, by the time, you know, the end, he played some really cool, uh, I think, Walk on the Wild Side. Yep. You know, and some of his earlier stuff, which was amazing. Um, but do you remember what happened on the way home? You know, we made it all the way down and all the way back. Yeah, and we were in our subdivision. And we were dropping off Deho. Mm-hmm. And before we could even turn onto his street, we were driving and we came upon this area where some kids had removed the construction cones and barrels and they were doing some new cement work there. And we're driving and all of a sudden, <laughs> both right tires just blow out. And now we've got two flats at 12.15 <laughs> in the morning on our way home from seeing Lou Reed. Yeah. Yep. And I'll never forget uh, our mom and dad's friends happen to live about four doors down from where this happens. So we walk over there, we're pounding on their door. They're probably wondering what the hell's going on. And, you know, they called mom and dad, I think, softened the blow for us. But uh, yeah. definitely was one of those things that, that didn't think we were ever going to be driving that minivan to a concert ever again. But. I guess we were mistaken, weren't we? Yeah, I think it was only about a year later, maybe a year and a half later, we were back in it. <laughs> and you remember what, uh, what that trip was? Yeah, that one, we uh, ended up getting tickets to go see Beastie Boys mm-hmm. in Kalamazoo at Wings Stadium. And for anyone out there who doesn't know, uh, Wings Stadium is not a large football arena or stadium like that. It's where a minor league hockey team played and maybe sat 5,000 people, you know. Um, but, yeah, that was a real fun trip. And you and I think it was Mike uh, Geiger. Mike Geiger, yeah. Yep. Picked up me and my roommates from eastern Michigan when we were living there at the time. And you guys drove us all the way to Kalamazoo. Yep, we drove to Kalamazoo. And uh, at that point, uh, I think you guys were in the back of the van enjoying some pre-partying. Yep. While me and Geiger were manning the ship, uh, went to the show. And, I mean... It was Beastie Boys with uh, Check Your Head Tour. 
mm-hmm. and then having Rollins Band open up was just amazing. And, uh, you know, we get all the way down there, all the way back, and I just remember saying, you know, whatever you guys do, who cares, just make sure you clean everything up out of the van because mm-hmm. I'm leaving early in the morning and, you know, come out in the morning about 9 so I could head to work, open up the doors, there's a half gallon of vodka empty beer cans everywhere in mm-hmm. mom and dad's minivan and and you know the rest is history yeah. so they say yeah. yeah i think that was the last time we used that minivan for a concert too no i you were wrong sir yeah we had one more we had one more um it was i believe Lollapalooza 1992 yep absolutely correct you're and, right and uh you know, we mentioned before, Lollapalooza back then was a touring concert. And, I mean, it was so popular. I went back and looked. I want to say in 92, it was either three or four days consecutively at Pine Knob. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were doing this all over the country, you know, all these extra shows. And, uh, you know, long before days of technology. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like Paul said, you have to have your ticket. And what did we do? We would go... Where would we go? Yeah, we would uh, we would have to sit out in line all night long. Yep. Just to make sure that we could get tickets to the shows we wanted to see, and Lollapalooza was obviously a big one. Uh, so we would go to Showerman's. Mm-hmm. It was a party store in Livonia that uh, had a little Ticketmaster in it that you could buy your tickets there, and and we sat out all night right out in front of the store in our chairs and you could, slept there, and you could also get yourself a ham sandwich. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing they were known mm-hmm. for, Neil. You're right. Is yeah. The honey-baked ham store mm-hmm. was also Don't die it. like Mama Cass did. <laughs> no, of course <laughs> not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but, yeah, you could you could, uh, you could, could sit out all night, and, you know, it was just one of those things where as long as it didn't get too crazy, the cops would come by, and everyone's enjoying themselves mm-hmm. and having a few drinks. and There's never any problems. You know, no be, problems. Sometimes it would be like, 100 200 people out there yes. waiting in line and it would be like you know neil's waiting for sting <coughs> tickets you know we're waiting for Lollapalooza, and it's all these different walks of life and you're just you know kind of mingling having a little party and stuff and uh, sting. you know by the by the morning you know they're starting to you know let everyone in mm-hmm. and you don't know if you're going to get tickets or not you know you don't you know until you get up there of, right and then, you know, you'd have this random old lady come up behind you and say, is this the line for hams? <laughs> yeah, lady, get back there. Yeah, yeah. No cuts. No cuts, lady. <laughs> Enjoy your ham. <laughs> but, yeah, so this show, the Lollapalooza 92, I mean, was probably like my, you know, just teed up for me perfectly. The lineup was lush. Mm-hmm. Then Pearl Jam came on second, Jesus and Mary Chain, then Soundgarden, Ice Cube, Ministry, and then Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Which I'm not a huge Chili Peppers fan, but we'll save that for another episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, this again, I was the driver this time of Mom and Dad's Blue Arrow Star minivan. Yep. Our third road trip to Pine Knob. Again, we don't know where we're going. Uh, as me, you, uh, I. I think it was an old girlfriend of yours at the time, yep. your sister. And her sister, yeah. And, again, you guys are doing your kind of pre-partying. I'm, you know, it's the summer before my senior year in high school. But uh, as we get there, we had bought a watermelon, you know, a huge watermelon and a fifth of vodka. And, you know, you pour it in there, soak it up real good, and then you just eat the watermelon. No one liked the watermelon. 
except for me. Mm-hmm. And I ended up eating like this whole damn thing pretty much. I don't even remember walking into the concert. We got to the hill, and I proceeded to pass out and woke up just in time for Ice Cube. So I missed the first four bands, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Jesus American, who I wanted to see the most. And, uh, you know, Paul did take care of me. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, you know, everyone there was having a great time, and, and I don't know why these guys had it, but they had corn with them. And <laughs> not the band? Not the band, no, no. Okay. They weren't even around yet. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, they saw you passed out down there, and they thought it'd be funny to start throwing corn off your head and <laughs> throwing it at you. And, you know, I was fine with it as long as they didn't, you know, hurt you or throw anything that w- could have cut you or anything so yeah you got as long as it didn't escalate which uh i woke up i remember and i'm like why the hell is there kernels of corn on me and paul filled me in and i'm like you know i guess it makes sense um but i do remember being all in for cube and ministry and chili peppers uh I'll never forget that. Which brings me to the next question for both of you here. Um, remembering like a concert that you went to that you don't remember a dang thing of it or something like that maybe happened. Yeah, I mean, well, when you go to, you know, 100 shows, there's going to be a handful of them that uh, you did a little too much pre-partying or... It sneaks up on you. Yeah, or it's just such a long event that... Uh, yeah, it, it can happen that way. I mean, we had Columbus with Smashing Pumpkins just last summer. We got there nice and early to watch, you know, Liverpool play Real Madrid in the Champions League final. Got a good base in us, you know. And, eight, and, eight unfortunate, and unfortunately, Liverpool lost. Yep. Again. And okay. Yeah. It's always this year, fellas. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. And, um, yeah, and then we ended up going to the show. And uh, never forget, we started with those 24-ounce uh the boombas the boombas of the uh white claws and just going to town and by the end of the show it was it was a it was a tough walk back to the hotel i can tell you that much um you know and i don't know if anyone's been to columbus but in this area they have this wire that and it's only about eight inches off the ground so it's really just a trip hazard if anything and you know i took one bad step and there I'm wrapped up in this riot wire and you guys tried to help me get out but it we, was not easy we did everything we could to help you after we were done laughing <laughs> yes. taking pictures yeah <laughs> of um, course but no that that was Columbus right like you mm-hmm. said we went and watched the game got the uh, I think you mentioned the early bird special for a dinner yeah uh, and walked to the show and then walking back to the hotel mm-hmm. it's just a cool environment you know so the one to uh say where what, what was my um i think i've had plenty of shows where i've been a little too many probably two or three yeah <laughs> yeah only two or three but uh the horde fest i think it was oh, I remember that with one. um bare naked ladies blues traveler mm-hmm. um I had a you know a couple too many pops and uh ended up passing pass, passing out over the railing right and pine knob yeah right there (laughs) you guys told me like 
is he all right? One of the guys from Pine Knob are like, is he all right? And yeah, he's okay. Well, can you get him off of that that railing? <laughs> and you're like, okay. So then you just put me on the on the lawn, and mm-hmm. that's where I pre- proceeded to pass out for another hour or two. <laughs> right. It was, it was like moving a dead body. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Neil was just out like a light. And it was the first time I think each on ever even met you. You yeah. know, we somehow like we're gonna be at this rail. Walk up. He walks up. The first thing he sees is just you know you yeah. all slunched over yeah we had to take you off the rail and we literally moved you like four feet behind the rail yeah. mm-hmm. passed out on the ground the guy was okay with that apparently and so. then who i wanted to see the most was bare naked ladies yeah i was 21 22 years old i i was a big bare naked i'm still a big bare naked ladies fan but the only one <laughs> the only one well besides all the canadian fans out there oh yeah yeah, yeah canada um and i got to hear the bare naked ladies i'm like oh my gosh wow this is perfect because i felt those other bands you're all rejuvenated <laughs> yep probably had a few more beers in you by the time it was oh, over too, I bet. <laughs> yeah we won't talk about that <laughs> so you know the one thing uh paul like we've been to all these shows together but it's actually been very rare that the two of us by ourselves go to a show together yeah you know um yeah there's usually a big group and that's the one thing i think over the years you know not only have we influenced each other with concerts and in music you know we've brought in some of our other friends and they've really gotten into it with us so and i also think that it's a it's always fun to go to a show with a larger group so more people can enjoy the show and and then you know share the memories after absolutely which is the whole point of this show right is is yeah, doing sure. just that mm-hmm. um i do remember the very first one and, and really I, I really thought long and hard and i could only come up with i think three of <laughs> all well, you know almost 100 shows i think mm-hmm. just me and you and there's probably more out there but um the very first one i think was neil young um if you remember mm-hmm. um and it was at the fox theater it was an all-acoustic set and i mean we were probably like 15 rows back from the stage i mean i remember that that this was like 25 years ago i mean tickets were 100 bucks yeah and but you know we were huge neil young fans especially acoustic and it was like this small intimate thing where you know if you went up and you know during a song or whatever go to the bathroom they didn't let you back down until it was in between yeah you had to wait it was one of those (laughs) hoity-toity shows Mm -hmm. Um, but that was the first one i remember um, and then there was in 2016, uh, we call it your your birthday uh, show. Yeah, you know something we've been waiting for for you know, hell, decades at this point, pretty much. It was yep. Guns and Roses, Ford Field, the opening night where uh, Axel and Slash and Duff got all back together. Yep, they got the band back together, and it was a great birthday uh, experience. And we had great seats. We were front row, third deck, but. We were right over the stage, pretty much, mm-hmm. and and the one thing about Ford Field, you know, surprisingly, and you know, this is my opinion, but um, it, the acoustics there are really, really good, and for a band like Guns N' Roses and someone like Axl Rose, who's always had uh, his critics and how he's not a good live performer, they put on a really good show and they sounded great. I thought it was amazing. You know, I thought Axel's voice held up because mm-hmm. they played. I mean, it was like two and a half hours, if I remember right. Yeah. 
Um, everything was on time, you know, which is always a critique <laughs> with, uh, with Axel. Um, Slash's guitar, you know, seeing that live was yeah. just, it was really, really something special. Um, you know, and being downtown, I think we hit up Andrew's bar, you know, mm-hmm. been there in a while and, and caught the shuttle over and back, which was, uh, which is really cool. Well, it's funny that we're talking about the Guns N' Roses show that we went to together. Do you remember when we went and saw them? Um, it was just Axel and it was at the Palace. Yes. With Buckethead. Yep, yep. Buckethead yeah. was the... was The, the Slash at yeah. the time. Um, which actually, in his own right, good guitar player, but he ain't Slash. No. Um, <laughs> um, the one thing I do remember about that show, and you were there with us, mm-hmm. Neil, um, was it was a dead of winter. Snowstorm was horrible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was when Axel was being Axel, and he never traveled with the band. He would have his own flight. He'd come in kind of JIT just in time for the show. Yep. And, you know, we get there. We walk up, you know, the palace. He had the stairs that would go up. And right there, there was a beer guy. Common practice. You walk into the palace, the first thing you do is stop at that beer guy. Yep. (laughs) And, you know, we were probably there about eight, you know. And what did he tell us? Axel's not even in the building yet. Axel wasn't even in the state yet. His plane hadn't even taken off because Metro... Uh, airport was so bad remember that <coughs> and uh i forget i mean again i know dari was there and i forget who else but at least the four of us and we're just sitting there talking to this guy and you know he noticed our beers were about half empty and he just started grabbing them from us and filling them up not charging us money and we're just talking <laughs> to this guy yep. and uh i think it was probably about 11 o'clock he's like all right he's confirmed in the building and uh so he topped us off one last time and we kind of went about our business and uh, i i think he started actually playing at midnight mm-hmm. that sounds about right and you know to me i had never seen guns and roses so just seeing axel sing was i thought pretty cool mm-hmm. and they killed it till like two fifteen in the yeah. morning <laughs> yeah and that may that reminds me of you know uncle steve and Mm -hmm. and he was telling me a story about when he went and saw guns and roses in los angeles you know back in their heyday and they were supposed to go on at nine o'clock ten o'clock rolled around eleven o'clock rolled around they ended up didn't they didn't take the stage until two in the morning (laughs) that's when they started the concerts at two in the morning went till four and that was it that's how they did it back then i guess that's Axel, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's Axel. So the one thing um, that remind uh, the Ford Field show, it was actually a really good show. They had uh, one, we talk about those killer tunes, and I remember mm-hmm. as we're sitting there, and you're like, man, I really hope they play Coma. I really hope they play Coma, and they delivered, didn't they? They sure did, yeah. And they definitely killed that. But the opener was Alice in Chains. Obviously, with you know the new lead singer, and uh, me and Paul were out having a smoke, and uh, in between Alice in Chains and and Guns N' Roses, and we we're just talking to this guy, and I mean he was all jazzed up about how awesome Alice in Chains was, mm-hmm. and I think you made the comment that well yeah they actually sounded really good, but nothing like when Lane Staley right you know was around, and I mean his eyes got so big he looked at said oh my god you guys saw Alice in Chains with Lane Staley he, he called his buddy over it was, like, mm-hmm. it was almost <laughs> like we were the godfather at that point yeah. you know yeah with this guy super but, excited 
but I mean, it was when you saw Lane Staley live, it was something special, and you know, uh, it definitely, you know, we've always talked about if you have the chance to see a band, go and do it because you never know, right? And you actually had one of the ultimate ones of those, didn't you? Yeah, um, I went with a bunch of my buddies from Eastern Michigan, and we went to the state fairgrounds. And we saw Nirvana play October 29th of 93. It was 93, yep. Yep. Um, And it was one of the, I think it's 25 or 30 last shows that Nirvana played together. And we were fortunate enough to see them, and they did not disappoint. They were amazing. Yeah, what what was that experience like? Because obviously I didn't get to go. I was on a road trip with soccer Mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, of course, they were at the height of their game, and and the buzz was just so big. And, I mean, it was just one of those shows that you knew every song. You could sing along with every song. They didn't disappoint, and you had the best time of your life, and you actually felt like you were part of something, right? So you left there and then you know for the next week you told i think every single person (laughs) that you saw that i just went and saw nirvana i just went and saw nirvana you know and then you know here we are 30 years later and you're doing the same thing Mm -hmm. still which yeah i would be too if i had that opportunity yeah it was it was something special and that was i mean so that was october and it was i think six months later he was gone yeah and um you know We've talked about Lollapalooza and hit on it a little bit already, but the 1994 Mm -hmm. um, Lollapalooza, Nirvana was signed to headline that. And after he was murdered, um, (laughs) Smashing Pumpkins ended up signing on to be the headliner. And I'm, you know, I'm glad for them, and I love Smashing Pumpkins, so it still worked out for me and everything, but yeah. Yeah, that was uh, probably one of the, that definitely rivaled the 92 level, please, as far as lineup. You had Beastie Boys, Smashing Pumpkins, Tribe Called Quest. I mean, it was it was awesome. Um, and actually, I remember reading in the, the Beastie Boys book about that. Um, they used to actually play pickup basketball games whenever the tour would stop and uh you know the beastie boys were talking about they weren't even really familiar with billy corrigan and the smashing pumpkins but billy corrigan's like six four mm-hmm. he's a tall dude and so the beasties are playing basketball corrigan's there you know a q-tip playing with him and all that and i guess at one point Billy Corgan just brought the pain and dunked him. I'm assuming a little lower rim or whatever. But uh, it was funny to read about that and like see how they, you know, read how they interacted and stuff in their downtime. And that. Yeah. That show was amazing. Um, you know, going back to uh, the ones that we've been to, just me and you, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Guns N' Roses, that was awesome. But the one that really stood out was uh dave matthews and tim reynolds yeah and i happened to win two tickets on the radio of all things never done that in my life right and they're like oh you can win and i've never seen tim reynolds we've seen dave matthews plenty of times uh we used to get all those cds they'd release them dave matthews and tim reynolds and it's just the two of them acoustic guitars no other instruments and just jamming and uh, it was actually June 13th of 2017. I think that actually is uh, Keith's birthday, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. What up, Keith? What up? 
But uh, that show was, was just amazing. Uh, you know, Neil, have you ever seen Dave Matthews with Tim Reynolds or no? Because I know no. you've seen Dave Matthews quite a few times. No, no, not with Tim Reynolds. Definitely Tim Matthews. Or, excuse me, Tim Matthews. Uh, Dave Matthews, uh, shoot. I think all of us together have seen him at least six, seven times. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, but no, not with Tim Reynolds. And Tim Reynolds is amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's really something to watch those two together and play off each other. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the songs, they played the entire, you know, Dave Matthews Band catalog. It was, it was really amazing. Um, and that was the first time I've seen Dave Matthews since they played Comerica. Like years ago, mm -hmm. you know, I used to be kind of a, a concert snob, you know. I'm like, yeah. hey, I remember seeing them for twenty bucks when they opened or when uh, Big Head Todd opened up for them at the State Theater, yeah. Front Row Center. Now I'm paying forty dollars at Comerica, the third level, and it sounds like crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Comerica's not the best place, I don't think, to yeah, see not, a concert. Exactly. But hopefully, yeah. they've gotten better. I, I mean, I'm sure down low and everything. If you're at Comerica Park, it's an amazing show, but. I don't think if you're up in the stands and everything, oh, because that sound has to just go and it's not going anywhere. It's not reverberating off. Mm. Of, so, have you seen any other shows in Comerica? <clears throat> no, no, I haven't. no. Dave uh, Matthews was the one, and wasn't very good. Yeah, we've got. Uh, we're taking my daughters, Brooke and Mackenzie, to see Pink. Oh, nice! And that's at Comerica, so we're excited about that. It's August 16th, so That'll we be got them uh, tickets for christmas and i know they're excited we're excited to go with them and like i said hopefully this sounds a little better this time but no no, no oh, I'm getting um it. which is that's cool that you take your daughters already mm -hmm. you know at, at a young age it's something that i you know i remember i think five seven and ten were, were my three you know when they were we took them to their first one um and it just goes back to you know the love of live music and oh, yeah. trying to pass that down and sure. and you know and then it's kind of cool too watching as they get older you know their likes and stuff and mm -hmm. the shows they're going to and everything so well and you you had touched on it earlier about your you know your mom and dad <laughs> um took their hour star or whatever and then and also r introduced you guys to good music you know and as did my mom and dad, you know, listen to 104.3, 94.7, oh, yeah. old Beatles, old uh, <clears throat> uh, Motown for sure. Yeah, oh. Everything, you know, so thankfully they did that for us mm -hmm. while we were traveling in a freaking van to road trips or going to Absolutely. soccer tournaments and so Absolutely. I'm glad that you guys are doing the same for your kids. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> you know, I've, I've Everyone connects on music, you know, and, and especially live music. But that's funny you bring that up. I mean, whenever we were in the car with Dad, the game he'd play. Yeah. You know who sings this? Yep, and we would always guess. And Beatles. Beatles or Elvis, <laughs> every yeah. single time. And, like, we'd be right, like, once out of, like, 40. Right. Yeah, and your, and your dad is brilliant at that game. He knows every freaking song, every artist of that tune. I, I still play that with my kids, and... Usually, responses. You know, we don't know that. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is always funny. So, uh, you mentioned you got uh, the Pink concert coming up. Yeah. So that's really cool. I guarantee she'll probably be flying through the air doing something. Actually, I like quite a few songs. By <laughs> well, her. Pink is mm -hmm. sweet. Um, so, 
you did mention earlier we were hoping to have you as our first guest we talked to you about that but uh you were busy uh last week and what were you busy doing yeah we went and saw luke combs yep, at, you mentioned that at earlier. Ford field and um it, the show was amazing Lainey Wilson was one of the openers. Um, I mentioned her earlier. She just knocked it out of the park. I mean, what a great performer. Her voice is incredible, and I know everyone's probably heard, you know, a few of her songs. Um, and then Riley Green, you know, he did a great job. He's got a song, I Wish Grandpa's Never Died, that uh, is real popular in the, in the country scene, as they say. And then, of course, Luke Combs. I mean, he went on, and he played for two straight hours. Uh, his encore was just turning down the lights and grabbing a guitar and standing, coming back right there on stage. He didn't. Uh, wow. It was it was something else. It was amazing. So that brings up my question: When did you turn to the dark side of country music? You know, that was something I think me and Neil have talked about in the past that we never saw that one coming. And what about five, six years ago? Yeah, I'd say five or six years ago. I you How'd know that all happened. It well, you know. You mentioned earlier, you know, I have a wide variation of music that I do like. Um, I didn't think country would be one of them, but, you know, you, you hang out with people, and we have a good buddy, Vinny, and he would always say, oh, you got to hear this country song. It's killer, man. <laughs> yeah. And so I started listening to it a little bit here and there, and I really liked uh, the Jason Aldean and his sound. And once I started listening to him, you know, it just sort of carried on to, you know, Luke Bryan and then Luke Combs, and then, of course, now with morgan wallen who's just phenomenal that guy you know yeah I, actually i saw he's coming up in june yeah forward field actually you're going to that or no 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 um you know nowadays sometimes when these artists get so big it's unfortunate and you have people out there that'll just buy tickets and then with no intention of going they don't even like the artist you know um with the sole purpose of just reselling them online and you know you look and shoot tickets are four or five six hundred dollars for a show right you know that i can wait and see him next year he's not going anywhere type right. thing so but right. i would i do want to definitely see him and i know mackenzie would love to see him as well she's a real big country fan you mentioned uh, i think it was luke bryan mm -hmm. so you actually saw him around here the howell area didn't you yeah uh he did the farm tour okay and it was over in the Weberville, Fowlerville area, uh, where he just, people that own farms, and a lot of the proceeds go to the farming industry. Um, and, yeah, he played a show there, and, it was, again, it was great. Hmm. Really liked it. What, so what was that environment like? Actually, well, I remember dropping you guys off there, I think, the first time you went, and I just remember seeing, like campers and like oh, oh yeah motorhomes all over the mm -hmm. place like it must have been some big party man yeah and that's the one thing i mean anytime you go to a country concert you if you don't have a good time it's your own fault <laughs> um because everyone there is just there to have a blast and have a good time and i don't think i you know the maybe six seven maybe eight or nine now geez um, country shows I've been to, I've never seen any issues, fights, or anything like that. You know, everyone's there just to have a great time and, and just listen to the music. You know, and that, that's a good point. I mean, almost any concert you go to, you know, you can have a good time. And I, I think the only exceptions I can think of is Duran Duran, if you remember that one, with Pickles. And then I would say 
Jack Johnson was, you know, good. But, and uh, uh, I will ask you this, Paul. I know you went to a sweet concert in Boston. I think you went and saw mm -hmm. The Killers, mm -hmm. The National, mm -hmm. Portugal The Man. Mm -hmm. Could you uh, elaborate on that and how, yeah, how that good was, of a show was that? That was in 2018. Um, it was just coming out of you know the winter and this and that and i was looking to do something and <laughs> with leah my wife and i was just looking i saw this concert's coming you know there's going to be in boston and i've never been to boston and i thought it'd be fun just for the historical you know um atmosphere of it and then i looked at the lineup and it was a three-day festival and the very first day on the friday um it was portugal the man the national and the killers wow. all playing on the same night one right after another i mean they didn't even have to break down the stage because the second band which was the national was just playing on a stage right next door just as big you know they had two oh, yeah, huge yeah. stages and it was right there on harvard's campus oh wow so we got a chance beautiful. yeah so we got a chance to visit harvard's campus you know we went and saw the concert friday night which was just to die for you know and then um you know we got to do the sightseeing thing you know leah got her lobster roll and everything like that that <laughs> she wanted and it was a really good time boston's a beautiful area and way better than a country concert right um that concert <laughs> was that concert was yeah one of the best i've been in been to in a while to be honest with you so it was a festival do you remember what was the name of it do you remember boston you, calling boston calling okay yep. i never heard and, of that one and actually eminem was the uh headliner on the sunday night oh really so, that would have been cool to stick yeah for that but you know you got to get back to the real life right? mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know neil that's i'm glad you brought that up because there's something to be said about going to concerts you know away from home you know different mm -hmm. states or whatever you know i remember going to cleveland um with emily and seeing Coldplay back in like 2016 and you know i was really impressed with cleveland a little downtown you hang out you do whatever you go and see a great show which i'd never been a Coldplay fan per se but I, it was an amazing show you mm -hmm. know it was like you said one of those where you know every song um they sounded great um, but that reminds me of one that we all went together, and it's probably the farthest I would think we've probably all traveled for a show was in San Diego. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and we went out there. We rented a, an apartment, basically, right on the beach, mm -hmm. on Mission Beach. Um, and the like, first night we were there, we went and saw Ben Harper, which, I mean, for me, I absolutely love Ben Harper. I know you guys will go to a show anytime. It might not be your favorite, but, I mean, so many cool songs um what do you think about that show paul that was another one where um you know you might have started a little too early in the day <laughs> you know um dario and i got up bright and early sat on the balcony just you know people watching and enjoying the view over the pacific ocean over there and and started having a few pops and by the time the concert rolled around you know sometimes you just gotta take a nap and <laughs> You know, I'm not a big Jack Johnson fan. I mean, he's okay. You know, you mentioned it. So uh -huh. I think I, that's when I took that opportunity to just take a nap and, you know, really re recuperate before uh, Ben Harper came on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Uncle Steve was involved in that a lot, too. Absolutely. Yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely for sure. Absolutely, he was. Um, you know, we know my favorite song, his was. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, Burn One Down by Ben Harper. Check it out. 
Um, you know, I think a lot of that had to do probably with the time change, though, too, Paul. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of jet lag yeah, as well. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? You guys remember that was August, <clears throat> I think, of 2003. And that happened to be like the worst blackout in mm-hmm. the Midwest, mm-hmm. like ever. Like it was seven days of no power whatsoever. And we just happened to ride it out in san diego yeah you know right on the beach while everyone was back home you know buying up toilet paper and everything else trying to get gas and, uh, you know we we hunkered down you know we did our part in san diego and then we got back all the powers that was great mm-hmm. i don't know what all the all the all the fuss you know fuss was about yeah, yeah. so but uh yeah i'll never forget that that was a great trip <clears throat> uh, i think we even saw there was a spence sighting i think oh uh, yeah that, Spencer, uh, that yeah. week and I do remember, I don't think I stayed up past, like, 9 o'clock that entire vacation. Because, like you, you, you start early, you're in the water, in the mm-hmm. sand, and next thing you know, you're, you're out like a light. Playing beach football. Yep, like Bodie and Point here. Break. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And didn't we go to... Uh, X Games. We L- went to L.A. For, for the uh, X Games. Yep, that's right. Oh, yeah, saw, X Games. We saw the X Games. Uh it was another one of those times uncle steve's driving and he's like where's the hotel i'm like i don't know i go you're from california he's like i'm not from la <laughs> and then you know you find it by chance you know so yeah all those directions he was a good driver <laughs> yeah he was awesome mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that he was he was awesome <laughs> yeah um so scary, but <laughs> definitely uh <laughs> kind of brings us to the part of the show where we like to talk about you know some of the upcoming concerts um you mentioned you're already going to see pink you know uh the one i noticed is uh alicia keys is coming and you went and saw her i believe just yeah uh last fall mm-hmm. uh lee and i took our daughters mackenzie and brooke to go see alicia keys at freedom hill in oh, okay. sterling heights and she was great it's a it's a smaller venue um for anyone that's been to pine knob which i'm sure plenty of you out there have um it's a smaller version of pine knob a little more intimate and um meadowbrookish yeah more meadowbrookish yeah good call neil um but it's a really fun place to see a concert and real small and you know you got the the good sight lines and you've got just great acoustics there as well uh, yeah and it's an outdoor show which just makes it that much better yeah always great um you're gonna head to that one this year or i think it's at lca this time yeah no we're not gonna make it there this year um we've got the pink concert uh, with the girls and then uh lee and i are taking mackenzie to go see jason l dean at pine knob in september okay. so those are the two big ones for the girls this year it's not the one where you know you you have to see it every time, right? You kind of did it, so you you know branch right. out, see some other things. Yeah, you know. and I think that you know for the girls being young and you know give them that variety too. Mm-hmm. You know you don't want to keep going back to the well, the same one. Right. You know it can sort of. And I think we've always kind of done that, right? You kind of have the core. You know we always talk about the pumpkins, the rusted root, or you know mm-hmm. that you know every time Dave Matthews, every time they're around, you pretty much go see them. But then you you have these other ones that mm-hmm. you know you you see them, you kind of did it, you know. But you know go see something else, you know. Yeah. That variety, you know, that's a, one of the things that always has kept me coming back. You know, going and seeing the different bands and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of the ones I had. Uh, 
you know, kind of in mind were The Cure. You know, I haven't heard of the, heard from The Cure in ages, right? And I mean, I used to love uh, their songs back in you know the high school days, right? They're playing Pine Knob. Yeah. And I thought of them too when you were mentioning uh, the Morgan Whalen about the prices, right? Mm-hmm. So The Cure is actually selling twenty dollar lawn tickets at Pine Knob. That's um, great. You know, they wanted to keep the prices down, get all the old fans out, or you know, new fans, you know. Kind of come get a taste of the cure for you know at a reasonable <laughs> price. Well, people started posting their receipts online. Their twenty dollar tickets ended up costing like forty five bucks because of all the additional fees. Mm-hmm. They got. And Robert Smith and the Cure actually you know went up against them, and all of a sudden all these people started getting refunds for a bunch of that stuff. Good for them. Absolutely, totally cool to see them do that. But I would love to see them in concert. I've never seen them. Um, I I have this one down, Paul. Kenny Chesney and Kelsey Ballerini. Is that a con- or country one that you're going to check out or no? No, no. Um, not a big Kenny Chesney fan. Um, don't mind Kelsey Ballerini, but um, again, you know, I've got uh, I've got other acts I'd rather see before yeah. we venture into those. What about uh, Pumpkins? They're coming. Did you know that? September 6th, I think. Yeah, September 6th. So um, there's a chance I'll be making an appearance at that one. I've got uh, the Jason Aldean concert on that Friday, so um, I don't know that I'll be taking the kids to Pumpkins or anything like that. But uh, No, it's probably a little young. Uh, wow, two concerts in three days. You think you can pull that off? You know, I've done it before. I went to four concerts in six days. Yeah, we did. Um, Do you remember? Summer. The Summer of Paul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the four? Uh, yeah, it was the 20th Century Doors with... Uh, doors of the 21st Century. Yeah, yep. Doors of the 21st Century with uh, the lead singer of the cult. Yep, Ian Asbury. Yep. Uh, who else was it? Pumpkins? Nope. No? Nope. It was Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Neil Young. And, and then... Ben Harper. And Ben and Harper. And was at Meadowbrook. And there was like eight of us that went to that, but me and you had the tickets like... To go gate rows from the stage. Yeah, that was pretty cool back then. Yeah, you, I think you could pull it off. You might need a vacation day or two in there somewhere. <laughs> um, That's what they're there for. You mentioned uh, Natalie Merchant earlier, mm-hmm. which is always you know we saw her at the Horde Fest, I believe, um, one year, mm-hmm. and with Ten Thousand Maniacs, I think. Yep. And then uh, she also has that pretty cool song with uh, Billy Bragg and Wilco on Mermaid Avenue. Um, but she's playing in May at the Michigan Theater in Ann Arbor. That'd be a pretty cool one to check out. Oh, I'd love to check that out. And then uh, the other one I had down, the, the mainstay, every year, Dave Matthews Band. Mm-hmm. What are you, you guys going to go? Uh, Pine Knob again? I think it's uh, June. I'm probably not going to go. No. Yeah, I won't be uh, doing the Dave Matthews this year. Of course, um, we'd love to see him, but... Yeah, you know, I think it's one of those ones where you got so much other stuff going on that mm-hmm. you know that uh, you know <clears throat> just you know there's only so much time, money, and energy, right? So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that pretty much brings us to to the end of the show. Um, Paul, it's been awesome having you. Yeah, um, you thank know, you. Catching up on all these old times. Uh, you Thanks know, for having know. me. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I think that we've got so much that we could talk about. We could keep going for days, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we had you back on another time. Uh, you know, Season two. Absolutely. 
Uh, maybe uh, maybe we get the band back together, us three, and hit that pumpkin show September 6th. Hell yeah. All right. Well, you know what? It's been awesome. Neil, great job. I love doing this with you, man. All right, Ken. Yeah, uh, we'll see you everyone for season same. four. All right, bros. Rock All out. right. We will see everyone the next time.